One of our videos, one of our videos went mad. Um, not even viral, it just went mad crazy. Like a video we uploaded months ago, the Mega Marco one. I, I wake up, I wake up one day, something like three k views. I'm like, what? Swear, bro. The comments are mad. It's got like two hundred, like I think like three hundred likes. Bro, it just happened overnight. Like, yeah. we, it's not even like we promoted it. Like the video mm. came out months ago. Uh, yeah. You gonna give us a heads up and recording? Okay, cool. Yeah, no, we we been recording. Oh, we been recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no we been That's recording. Bad. All right, cool. Is we live? Is we live? Is we live? Yes, yes. You're now tuned into the rare podcast, and of course, I'm your host with the most NK, aka the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour, and I'm joined by my co-host, my brother. Introduce yourself, my, my G. man. What are you saying, bro? I'm. Uh, I, I messed up the intro. How do you mess up the intro? How do you mess up the intro? <laughs> nah, nah. I'm sorry. What are you saying, guys? I'm Zach, a uh, very close friend of Noah's photographer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a photographer extraordinaire. You know, he's got he's got his new project out, City of Risk. You know, tell the people about what City of Risk is about. Just a quick a quick summary. A quick quick one. All right, cool. Well, City of Risk is essentially a photography based company, uh-huh. um, which I started at uni. Uh-huh. But it turned it was like a uni project that I wanted to take further, and uh-huh. not just from the confinement of like a uni environment. But take it all across everywhere, basically, and explore and interview people who have different arts, talents, and just be able to actually like understand that like, people's backgrounds. Because obviously, we've talked about this, but off camera, yeah, or well, not even off camera, off mic, yeah. <laughs> like it's important to be able to understand like people's crafts and what people have gone through in order mm-hmm. to be able to show that. So, so, so for the people out there, it's essentially you're following a select. Um, a select few creatives on their journey and kind of like kind of like interviewing them on what's yeah, their process. Yeah, it's and, important. Yeah. It's important to do that because mm-hmm. I can't, for me, I can't relate with you unless I know what it is that you, why is it that you do what you do? Mm-hmm, 100%. Like, what, that's the first thing. Like, before anything, why do you do what you do? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your game from it? Oh, move the mic. What is your game from it? Like, do you want to get famous from it? Do you want to impact people's lives? Like, at the end of the day, it's all about intentions. What mm-hmm. do you actually want to do with, like, and where do you want to take it? 100%. It's a really dope idea. Make sure you follow him. We're going to link, we're going to include all his socials brother, below. You, but, you know, we're here to discuss the topic that we're here to discuss. Let's get to Niggy. We're here to discuss graduation, expectation versus reality. The question right. I want to ask you to begin with. Go on. When you entered uni, mm-hmm. what were, what were kind of, the goals you had, and what did you see um, postgraduate life being? All right, cool. I was incredibly naive, mm-hmm. extremely naive. Mm-hmm. Um, not even thinking about it, three years, three years has just gone it's, so quickly, it goes so fast. And like on a crazy level. Yeah. But the most, I'd say, the expectation for me was to be able to, all right, cool, I wanted to come to uni to further better myself. Like, I already said this, like, I've learned so much in the last five years, mm-hmm. five, six years of my life than I did even in secondary school, mm. simply because it was an environment I didn't want to be in. What in particular did you learn? What? Like, for... like what skill? Like, what, what have you learned about yourself during the uni experience that's been... Oh, bro, endless. You learn how to... You learn... When you're in those situations, you learn how to really push yourself and what actually gets you to the edge mm-hmm. and... You come that close to it, and when you ha- when it finally clicks for you, there's nothing you want more in it. Mm-hmm. But it's 
when you're like 17, uh, so I started uni at 19. Yeah. I went to uni to just in a year later than you're meant to. Same so, way, in the same boat. <clears throat> so for me, I already felt like going into uni, I had that kind of year preparation ahead of me type mm-hmm. thing. But when it got to it, when it came to all of us being in the same situation, we were all the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and... It's funny because, like, when you go from sixth form, um, from secondary school to sixth form, there's, like, this hierarchy of age. Yeah, yeah, It's kind yeah. of, like, cool. Um, because you're a year 11, you're, you're seen as, okay, you've got stuff more figured out than the year 10. But in uni, it's literally, like, some people could be two years older than you, three years older than you, but because you're all... Yeah. You all have that shared experience of what uni is. And uni... If I was to describe uni, it's, like... It's endless freedom, but at the same time, you don't realise it's endless freedom until you're out of it. Yeah. Because when you're in uni, like, you're, it's very much a bubble. It's very, very much yeah, a bubble. Definitely. Like, you're surrounded by people who are doing the same things as you, you know, who want this, like, everyone's either revising, out, or they've got hella free time. And it's like, because you're in that bubble, that bubble provides a bit of comfortability you think you have more time than you yeah, actually have 100 percent. and then definitely. in an instant it's like it's 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 mad it's gone but how does how did the uni experience um influence you creatively like because you're because for people um, we don't know he's zach is a very sick photographer very very you, very sick photographer so how did um did your course coincide with your um yeah, so... Chosen creative field, like... Yeah, so yeah. i done um, digital media yeah. at Hertfordshire. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main thing for me was on that course, you learn about you learn a variety of things. Mm-hmm. So for me, I always wanted to be in an opportunity where I can learn. It's always opportunities to learn, isn't it? Yeah. No matter what, like... No matter even if it's not something you actually want to do, when the opportunity that arises for you to learn new information, like, you shouldn't take... You shouldn't pass it. So, when it came to me, actually, like, so I've always had a thing for photography. I've always loved analog photography, digital mm-hmm. photography as well. I recently got into, but like, Polaroid film, thirty-five millimeter film, like that's always been something that you can't even recreate yeah. unless you like. It's such a a wonderful way of capturing moments, even in today's age, compared to how it was like twenty or like twenty twenty-five years ago. Yeah. Of course, we wasn't even around back then, but. Regardless, like, one thing that I can say I learned, like, from that uni experience that kept me going was, like, raw. After this is adult life, you know? Yeah. Like, as in, we're 22 now, 21, 22, and it's like, oh, damn. The last three years have gone by, Mm -hmm. and... I'd say, like, right now, we're, we're in our plan B right now. Mm. And I say plan B because everyone's in a plan B situation. What's a plan B? What's, what would you define as a plan B situation? Um, a plan B situation is... Right, firstly, you should never have a plan B. Mm-hmm. That's, like, for me, don't have a plan B. But simply because of what happened, what's happened this year, like, with COVID Pandemic. and everything, mm-hmm. we've been forced to kind of get a plan B. So the plan A would, for somebody, I don't know, would be gain, gain, gain a graduate job in a selected field and work towards their craft, but... For exa- all right, cool. Oh, cool. So, for example, me and NK spoke about this, about 
a month ago. When, yeah. I, when I called you, we had a catch up yeah. about a month ago. Yeah. And it's like we've worked so hard. When you understand like what type of what you want to do and the vision, and you want to work really hard to be able to achieve that, and you work for three years, and it comes to a point where you're at the end, like you're, you see the finish line. If this happened like in second year, it's a whole different ball game. But you're literally at the finish line now, and then at that peak where you really want to show people what you're made of. And this is just from a university perspective. Like you want to be able to show like employers what you're made of. Like anyone who has the opportunity to see your work, that might, like, oh, this guy actually has something. All of that for one second was just stripped for everyone. Mm -hmm. No one had the opportunity anymore. Mm -hmm. The whole world stopped and everyone was forced to sort of be in the same boat and the same situation. Do and you think, do you think, yeah, cool, the pandemic, has, the, pandemic has, the pandemic has greatly affected our plans, but do you think, yeah, pre-pandemic, you were prepared for what post-uni life was going to be like? I think so. How so? Um, I say, like... You just got to be realistic with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, when... Especially in our fields. Yeah. Like, in the creative field where you get into a situation where you're working and whatnot, it's a business, first and foremost. Like, mm -hmm. no matter how much you want to look at it in terms of, like, all right, cool. The art is so important. It always will be important. Mm -hmm. But in a corporate world, it comes second. Yeah. Because business comes first. Mm -hmm. And once you understand that, it's kind of like, all right, cool, you have to be prepared. Like, when you enter the real world, you're going to be interacting with people that are going to be working with big budgets. You're yeah. going to be working with equipment that you haven't worked with before. So you have to be able to be putting yourself in a situation where if the opportunity comes, you take it. So you, so do you feel like you built an, an adequate resume enough within uni to where, cool, had a pandemic not happened, you could have very much gone into the outside world, shown um, employers what you already, what you made in yeah. uni and you would have... Definitely, been Because yeah. I, I feel like, and I don't even want to seem too arrogant about it in terms of like, oh, like, I'm... Yeah. Like, but it's just like, you have to know how good you are. Yeah. Like, I always say this, and this is to anyone who's listening who might even be feeling a bit of discouragement or might not feeling the motivation to do whatever they want to do right now. I get it, it's hard. Especially when you don't have the opportunity to go out there and do and have the freedom as much as you need to. It's, it's difficult. Especially everyone has their own situations that they're going through. But I always take this into consideration. Nobody does what you do the way you do it. Mm. You get it? Like, yeah. There could be a thousand more NKs, but they're not NK. Mm. And there can be a thousand more Zacks, but they're not me. Mm. So that's one thing you always remember, like the value of your work. Like I put so much pride and effort into my work. I wouldn't do that if I didn't think I wasn't suitable enough to be working for someone. Not to say I would work for, want to work for someone because I want to work for myself. I am working for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm a freelancer. I'm a freelance photographer. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I know at this current stage right now, it'll be good for me to be in those environments where I could learn more. Yeah. And I can be able to get my confidence up because yeah. this is what I... All right, cool. So I only fully decided I want to pursue photography properly about a year ago. 
So coming into third year? Coming, like, literally, coming into third year, just started third year, getting ready for our projects. And I was thinking, like, what am I actually, what do I actually, I stripped yeah. everything back down, I was like, what do I actually enjoy doing? Yeah. Photography. And then I just started doing it more, learning about it more, the types of, and before you know it, I made a magazine for my final project. Yeah. You was part of that. Yeah. You knew you knew exactly like the like I'm very particular with the people that I would try to work with because I understand like I understand work rates I understand that people have their own visions and everything like that but it's really important to find a group of people that you really gel with and you know that listen they're not going to take the piss like that's sorry I don't want to <laughs> no it's gone no like just simple like you don't want I don't want it to be a thing where like right now bro. We are, we are so blessed, but so unlucky at the same time. Yeah. And I was kicking myself, yeah? So throughout August, probably like from, actually, no, July, all the way up until I'd say like September-ish, I was just, I wasn't in the right place. Yeah. Like that summer, summer 20, for a lot of us, was meant to be the summer where, you know what? Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's like we were thrust into a situation we could, we could never prepare for. Yeah. And it's like you had so many, like literally with me, I had so many projects in the making um, about to be filmed, literally yeah. the moment of recording and then everything shut down, pandemic. And it's kind of like you get into that mind frame of, okay, cool, this is temporary. One month turned into two months, two months turned into three. By the time you're in four months of being stagnant, and especially when you're in an environment like uni, um, where it's constant work, where either you're working on your assignment or you're working on your, or we were working on our own projects, and it was constant, it was motion, things were happening. Mm. And then when you're put into a scenario where everything is halted, yeah, it's it's very disheartening. And I want to speak to the fact that. You say you were prepared um, for what postgraduate lifestyle was. I I particularly wasn't. I had a quite naive mindset of saying, cool, I've got my degree. You know, typical mantra. You get your degree, your degree opens doors. Yeah. I was like, cool, I've got my degree. You know, I have access to a certain, you know, calibre of job. Mm -hmm. um, my whole thing was, you know, earn a bit of income, um, honing my craft for a company and then do my own freelancing on the side. Yes. The, those were yeah. the two avenues and I thought I had it down to a science. Until you realise we're in a recession, <laughs> people aren't hiring yep. and a degree has less value than it did 10 years ago. Yep. And it's like, it's like you've worked for three years mm -hmm. to earn this qualification. And it's like, with your A-levels, with your um, GCSEs and A-levels, you saw the immediate reward for those because your GCSEs allowed you to get into a certain sixth form. Mm -hmm. Your A-levels allowed you to get into certain unis. Mm -hmm. And now, and because it's been A, B, A, B, you now assume that the rest of life will be A, B, A, B until you realise it's not. Yeah. Until you realise, wait, the market out there, you're not just competing with other students, you're competing with other people in your field and even other people outside your field because now graduate jobs are taking anyone not just taking people in your field they're taking it, it, it anyone interlinks everything interlinks now bro. so it's kind of like not that I wish somebody told me but the reality of the situation is it isn't as cookie cutter as cool gain a graduate job um, 
and then you're off to the horses. It's yeah. kind of like and it's kind of like there's there's a period in between of just like what is next. And this what is next period has been enhanced by the world going on lockdown and a global pandemic. Do you know what I mean? So it's 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 a very crazy thing. What has kept you motivated during this time? What has kept you? Because it's very easy, as a conversation we had, like, we were both not in the best place. Yeah, 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 100%. What has allowed you to overcome them circumstances and be like, okay, cool, this is what I'm going to do, this time I'm going to tackle the situation? I feel like... And once again, this is advice to anyone who feels overwhelmed by anything they're doing in life. Yeah. Because I always... I've come to that conclusion, like, always take take time and take care of yourself, innit? Like... Like, always take, always take care of yourself. And one thing that I always, like, kept me going was just, like, just to get better. Mm-hmm. Just to be better, just to be a better person in general. Like, first and foremost, back to basics. That's three words that I always, like, say. Mm-hmm. Whenever, like, things get a little bit, like, overwhelming for you and you feel yeah. like too much stuff is going on, strip everything back down to the simplest forms of back to basics. Mm-hmm. Simple tasks, simple things to get the ball rolling, like, as complex as we like to think we are as people, achieving the simplest of things achieve a lot for us. You know what I mean? So I feel like, for me, during that time, I really wanted to just sit down and be like, all right, cool. What wasn't I good at before? How can I work on that? And how do we keep on moving? That's the most important thing, like, at the end of the day... It's unfortunate, like, everything that's happened right now, bro. Like, it's something that I could have never, ever envisioned. Bro. A whole pandemic. pandemic. You know that this... Oh, back in my day, like, you know yeah. them ones, like... This is going to be back in my day, we survived the pandemic. Like, it's, 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 it's that mm. real. Like, life literally halted. Like, it was like, cool, because there was a few... Okay, there was the thing of, okay, coronavirus is in the UK... Okay, cool, it's in the UK, you know, they might, you know, restrict a few services here and there, but it's all good. No, you need lock off, go home. You need lock off, go home. But yeah, we <laughs> this conversation, oh, we're gonna have to put a pin in it. But we are going to this, there's definitely going to be a part two to this conversation. A hundred percent. But Ellie, but Zach, before we go, do you wanna plug any of your socials? Uh Insta, it's my Insta really. That's where I'm most active on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Z Louis, uh, Z L E W I Z, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you so much, bro. Honestly, part two's pending, man. Part two's pending. We definitely got to continue this minute, conversation. Man, 100%. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. This is just the first episode back, and we have to get our feet wet. Yeah, but, you know, man. It's been your boy NK. It's been the Red Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify. Make sure to follow us on YouTube. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. More content is coming soon. We promise you. We thank you for the support. We really appreciate it. More videos coming soon, and more audio coming soon. We're signing out. Peace. Peace, guys.